This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. Yes. God has got our back all the time. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. I just want to tell you guys really quick, thank you for praying for me. I got the job with Delta Airlines. Oh, awesome! Congratulations, honey. I'm so grateful. I was so I'm so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is wonderful. My dad retired from Delta. Great company. <laughs> yeah, it is, and I'm I'm seasonal, but I you know I did it because I started thinking retirement. I want to travel. Why not take advantage in the seasonal? And they still get the same perks as anybody that's full-time or um, part-time in Delta with the same benefits. So I'm grateful. Well, praise God. Congratulations. Glad to hear that happen for you. Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valentina, and everyone else. This is Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning, Grateful Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Thank you. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone on the call. And I have a prayer request, please. Okay. Uh, yes, a young lady up here by my apartment. Her name is E.G. McKendrick. She look, took her life the other morning, yesterday morning. So pray for the McKendrick Mac family and keep them in prayer and lift it up. And so, so I'm grateful to God to be on the call and to uh, pray for the family. God bless okay. you. Have a great day. Hey, hey. <laughs> God bless you. And we will certainly be praying for the Kendrick family. Yes. Good morning, this is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Valentina. Thank you. I'm going Good morning. On. Pretty Patrice. Good morning, Valentina. Good morning, Pretty. Happy Wednesday. Happy Good morning. Wednesday. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, too. You have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brother E, good morning, family. 
Good morning, Brother E. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valuable. It's Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday to you. And good morning. This is Kedra. Good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, DB family. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacito. Who else has joined us? Hi, Valacito. Good morning. This is Catherine. Good morning, family. Good morning, Catherine. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, it's Denise. Good morning, Denise. Happy Wednesday. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, Ms. Danielle. Good morning, Danielle. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us during the month of May, where our monthly theme is entitled, I Surrender. All the declarations will focus on the importance of surrendering to God, considering His will and plan for you, which allows us to walk and live with purpose. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate of something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time where we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app. At dollar sign, I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have a couple of prayer requests. The first is uh, from Sister Lisa. She is asking for prayer for the McKendrick family. They uh, recently lost their loved one to suicide. So let's pray. lift up the McKendrick family. Pray for their peace and comfort and strength during this time. 
also like to pray for the families of the children and the teachers who lost their lives in the shooting at uh, Texas Elementary School yesterday. And then we have a praise report, and that's from Sister Tracy. And her praise report is that she got the job at Delta Airlines. So that's awesome. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing her. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Rochelle. Declaration by Dion. Then closing comments hosted by Dion as well. The scripture for today is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Rochelle. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. If we would just take a moment just to enter into the presence of the Lord, just to bow down our heads and our hearts unto him and reverence him for not just this day, but for waking up to be able to glorify him, to present ourselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this day, O oh God. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity, O oh God, to come humbly and boldly to your throne of grace, O oh God, to reverence you, O oh God, just to be able to pour out everything that we're not, O oh God, unto you, O oh God. Lord, that we can bring everything, every petition and every prayer unto you, O oh God. Lord, our hearts are heavy this morning. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Father, and we decree and declare that we will be anxious for nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, O oh God. We will make our petitions known unto you. Lord, we will rise in faith today, knowing that you hear and answer our every prayer. You may not answer it the way we think that you will answer it, but we know that you are Alpha and Omega, O oh God, that you are the beginning and the end, O oh God, and you see everything in between, O oh God. So the process of your plan, O oh God, is so, O oh God, and we yield to it, O oh God. Lord, because we bring our needs to you, we walk in the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, and it will guard our hearts and our minds. In stillness and quietness, we will wait for you. You will lead us in the way that we should go, and we seal every declaration that we bring to you in the name of Jesus. Because the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and the world and they that dwell therein will submit all unto you, O oh God. For you have founded it upon the seas and established it. It is so. 
upon the floods? Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart, who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that thy seed, your face, that we seek your face, O Jacob. Selah. Lord, we rest in you, O God. Lord, we come with petitions, O God, for the families and the children in Texas, O God. Many of us are parents, O God. You have stored us and gifted us with children, O God, in the process of life, of sending them to school, O God, and knowing that they'll be okay, O God. Lord, for the families in Texas, oh, God, we just lift them up unto you, oh, God. We can just sound, hallelujah, the sound of Zion, oh, God, and just ask, oh, God, that you stretch your hand about over that place, oh, God, that you touch every heavy heart, oh, God, that you touch every empty home, every empty bed, oh, God. Lord, and that you begin to pour your peace out on them, oh God. Lord, we don't understand and we don't know, but I ask, oh God, that your Holy Spirit go and arrest them, oh God, and comfort them, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we lift up the McKendrick family unto you as they have lost a loved one, oh God. Lord, we know, hallelujah, that you give us life, oh God. And you hide nothing to say. At some point, we will return back unto you, O oh God. Lord, that is our journey. And we pray that we will meet you back in the same place where we can live, O oh God, eternally with you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we call on you today just to pour into us, O oh God, to hold us in your hands, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that if we submit and surrender all unto you, O God, Lord, we don't have to fret and we don't have to worry about anything. It doesn't mean that nothing will happen, but we can stand in the assurance of who you are. Lord, we can stand on your faith and we can stand on your word, which is truth, O God. Lord, we thank you that we don't have to compromise who you are, O God. Because the records show and evidence and experience have showed us that you are the true and living God, that you are faithful and just, Lord, that you never will forsake us, Lord, that you have been faithful and above all, Lord, you are a keeper, that you die for us, O oh God, because of your love, O oh God. And Lord, we thank you. Lord, I lift up this nation unto you, O oh God. We just come and lay at your feet, oh God, and we just ask, oh God, that our hearts begin to turn toward you, oh God, and that we begin to call out for those, oh God, who don't know. Some of us just don't know which way to go, oh God. So, Lord, we ask, oh God, and we ask that you, that you we plead the blood over them, oh God, 
that you will send laborers across their path, O oh God, to lift up their hearts, O oh God. Lord, you reign on the just and the unjust, O oh God. And, Lord, I pray, O oh God, hallelujah, that they will begin to know you in the pardon of their sins, O oh God, that they will know you so they can have life and have it more abundantly, O oh God. Lord, I bless your holy name. Lord, I thank you for being Jehovah Nisi, our banner that covers, O oh God. Lord, I thank you for being Jehovah Jireh that provides everything we need, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for the praise report of Tracy, O oh God. Lord, that is a testimony that you hear our heart's petitions, O oh God. Lord, and you grant our prayers, O oh God. So, Lord, we ask, O oh God, that this job uh, be prosperous for her um, in all areas of her life, not just financially, O oh God, but that she will be the light that so shine that men will see your good works and glorify you, O oh God. Lord, let her work, hallelujah, in uh, this earth, O oh God, as a good steward, O oh God, that she will shine and be sought of the earth on that job. Not only will she be able to touch the people that she come in contact with, oh God, but the Christ in her will illuminate uh, throughout her coworkers, oh God, that they will be drawn unto you, oh God. So, Lord, we thank you for her new job. We thank you for her new uh, position uh, in employment, oh God, but a new level in you, oh God. Lord, we thank you for each and every uh, sister and brother and every family that's connected on this Declare Victory line. Lord, we come uh, with expectation every morning, hallelujah, to declare victory, oh God. Victory doesn't look the same in every one of our lives, but it is victory. It's complete in wholeness, oh God, in you, if we just trust you. Hallelujah. We just cast our cares on you because you care for us, oh God. And we thank you that we have a God that we can do that. Lord, that we can uh, leave with ease, oh God. And we can walk and command our day with ease, oh God, and know that you got it. Hallelujah. That you are not a man that you should lie, nor the son of man that you shall repent. Because God, if you said it, it is so, and we believe it and we stand on it, oh God. So, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless your holy name. I uh, ask invite my sisters and brothers just to come off mute and give God the glory that is due unto him, oh God. To praise his name. Oh, Father, for all that you do. Thank you. 
uh, not just of relationship, but of uh, outcome, of uh, expectancy for those that we encounter, for those that we are called to, to experience his fullness. Amen. Um, I thank God for uh, just being able to share this morning. We are nearing the end of our journey in surrender, and clearly we've had an amazing, amazing journey uh, to this outcome. Thank God for Angela and for Ms. Jerry, and uh, now here I am today, just right before I begin, um, yet praying for the families of those that lost their babies, and to the teacher who sacrificed her life, um, man, uh, as as the flags once again are half-mast in observation of that major tragedy. Uh, but we know that whether or not we understand, uh, Romans 8 and 28 is actively operating uh, on our behalf. So I thank God this morning that his plan is greater than our plan. His ways are higher than our ways. And even when we don't get it, uh, he's still glorified. Amen. And amen. Um, again, we're talking about surrender. Um, and I, if I were to coin this, or to title my share this morning, anything, uh, I would title it Losing to Win. Losing to Win. We're still talking about surrender. Um, so in beginning of my journey, you guys know I like to tell stories because I like to make things as relatable um, and as obvious as possible. Uh, I probably was about 24 years old when I just realized, listen, it doesn't matter what you do to fit in, child. It doesn't matter uh, <laughs> what what your ideas are. This draw, this pull, um, this this call, these mantles, this uh, stuff that's on you is just a little bit different than uh, than some of your comrades, some of your uh, companions, that I, I really recognized that my life was a little different. I didn't know why. I didn't know what. I didn't know how. Um, but I knew in my knower that there was more. Um, I can recall literally locking myself in my house for days and days and days at a time um, just consuming the word of God. Uh, and, and it was just this deep, deep hunger. And, and I couldn't explain it at the time. I didn't really recognize or understand at the time um, what God was pulling me to. So often um, we have this idea in our mind of what we think life is supposed to be in here um, on the Declare Victory call. We often talk about um, grieving the idea of what life was supposed to be. So this morning, I want to talk to those who are struggling with identifying your purpose, who are struggling to figure out 
what the more is. You know how you ask yourself the question, there has got to be more to life than paying bills and um, going to work and raising kids and being a wife or being a husband. There's got to be more than this. There's got to be a greater outcome than what I am experiencing. Experiencing, uh, It could not be plausible, I'm certain, in the eyes of God, through the eyes of faith, that all I do is go to work and make money and pay bills and go to work and make money and pay bills and every now and again take a, a vacation every blue moon or two or three, uh, do some of the things that I enjoy. There's got to be more. Well, I'm I'm here to announce to you this morning that without a shadow of a doubt, there is more. Um, again, as a be, probably between the ages of 25 and 35, um, I, I spent much of my time attempting to disseminate or decipher what the more was. How do I get from there? To hear what does it look like for me to honor God with my life and still have my life in my mind, you know, still do kind of whatever, whatever I want to do, however I want to do it, um, but still get to you, God. How how does that work? Is there a possibility that I can be the exception to the rule? Can I do? Whatever the heaven backwards I'd like and still have you, I'm sure I'm not alone in that mindset or mentality, that idea or concept. I'm sure there are several of you on the line that have a mind to, you know, God, I love you. I, I really want to get closer to you. But I kind of want to do what I want to do when I want to do it, with whom I would like to do it with, child. I would like to enjoy everything that I think I deserve. Come on, don't don't act like I'm uh, the only one that has had that mentality, the only one that's ever had that mindset. Don't act like I'm all by myself this morning, and I promise I'm going to get to some word, and we're going to tie this thing all together. Um, there are so many encounters um, as I have journeyed to uh, today at 6.34 a.m. I am present. I am aware of this moment uh, as Josiah has gone to go get his MRI for this continual chemotherapy that we've been going through, keeping in mind that his original diagnosis date was August the 22nd of 2016. Here we are in 2022. Do you hear me? And my baby. Uh, got in his own self car this morning because I had to teach and will probably be at the hospital till about three o'clock. Uh, the reality is I'm sick of children's hospital. I'm tired of it, but it's part of my life. 
no different than the moments that I had uh, in seasons and times past where I'm thinking to myself, God, what is, what am I doing? Where am I at? Who am I, honey? What am I here for? What is my why? Anybody have that question? Plain and simply, what is my why? And how do I get from here to there? How how do I navigate this thing called life and honor you with my life and um, still live life to the fullest as it appears according to culture? How do I uh, manifest? as the new term uh, that has a tendency to be a bit witchy if you're not careful. How do I enjoy, quote, unquote, the fruits of my labor? Well, the first question I want to ask you is what are you laboring for? Is it the house? Is it the car? Is it the uh, white picket fence? Is it the little Frenchy dog that everybody got with their unemployment money? Is it uh, limitless vacations? Is it uh, a life of parlaying and, and just enjoying yourself? What is it that you are laboring for? Right? If I say that to you, what's in your mind's eye? What do you see? This morning, the uh, uh, coined idea is uh, losing to win, losing to win, losing to win. And let, let's put some texture to the concept. Let's put some texture to the idea. Um, as I began to consider uh, the expected outcome this morning and uh, just began to, to peruse through scripture, um, I'm actually going to give you two passages um, that somewhat say very similar things. They're very familiar passages of scripture, but as I grow and come into the knowledge of Christ, as the, the word becomes illuminated in my heart, even the more do I understand, do I not only understand, but with the washing of the word, um, there is clarity, there is more understanding, there is uh, more of a bull's eye to aim at in the process as we navigate this thing called life. The very first passage we'll go to, um, let's go to Luke 9, 23 and 24. Luke 9, 23 and 24. And it reads as follows. Then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. Whoever wants to lose, to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. Now, if you grew up in any type of church, I'm sure you've heard that passage of scripture um, a plethora of times. I'm, I'm sure that uh, you have an idea of what it means. But the question I want to pose today is what does it really mean? 
and how does that apply to today, to uh, May the 25th of 2022 at 6.39 a.m.? Well, the reality is not everybody recognizes that you are uh, outside of whatever your gifting or your call is. Your first order of business is um, to be disciples of Christ. It means that we have a responsibility um, to steward our lives as vessels of glory and honor um, only given to us by accepting or receiving Christ as the head and center of our lives. We have uh, an obligation that is a, a silent obligation that we are accountable for leaning into uh, the ideas, the ideology, the understanding of who and what Jesus is to us individually. We have a collective responsibility, but certainly um, as an independent party, learning to be interdependent, it is your responsibility to establish this relationship. It's your responsibility uh, to glean from the Father in such a way that what he does is, again, with the washing of the word, begin to purify your heart. It is your responsibility uh, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It means that there are certain steps and measures that you must take um, to move out of carnality into places of thought process that carry us into eternity, that move us into the truth of who God says we are uh, from the set foundation of the earth, keeping in mind that we are spirit first, body second, right? Um, that before the world began, before there was an eternity, uh, you were. Right, and so um, let me let me take you to this second passage of scripture, which is Mark eight thirty four and thirty five. Mark eight thirty four and thirty five. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, "Whoever wants to be my disciples." must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Well, Dion, what does that entail? Child, I mean everything. You hear me? what I'll say. That means that 
the idea and concept that uh, you have established is often not in alignment or agreement with what the heavens have said, which means that ultimately life may tend to be a little bit more difficult. <laughs> life may tend to be a little bit more frustrating. Sometimes the outcomes, and don't get me wrong and don't get it twisted. Listen, making an active decision to follow after Christ is not easy and it's not always fun. It can be one of the most uncomfortable things that you do because what you do is put your ideas on the back burner to adopt the truth of what God says about you. But here's the reality. If you don't build a relationship with Abba, if you don't build a relationship with the Father, chances are you you are securing your salvation. However, there are benefits to losing your idea. There are benefits to relinquishing your mindset. There are benefits to releasing the idea that you had of the outcome in an effort to exchange it, uh, and we call it the trading floors, in an effort to exchange it for the promises of God. Now, uh, there are certain things, and let me let me give you these classifications. Um, I was able to share this with um, my coaching class on Saturday, and and I don't necessarily know that I understood this for many years, right? Um, but once I started to understand the stages of maturing in the faith, I began to understand more what it meant to build a relationship with the father as father, right? So initially, when you come into the kingdom, there is this thing, especially if you've been in specific religious um, constructs or ideas, they've given you a mindset that God is some type of big ogre, that Jesus is going to get you if you do X, Y, and Z, that you're going to be um, in this, this fix, in this pickle, borderline slave mentality, right? So initially, uh, we are, are like Paul. I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, right? That is, that is our first idea of uh, coming into the knowledge of Christ. And then we get to a place where similar to who Moses was, where Moses was considered uh, a friend of God. Right? They walked and talked during the cool of the day. They hung out. They chilled. Uh, and, and there are uh, certain mindsets or thought processes that go with what friendship is. So slave mentality is you, you have this um, riddled mind or idea of being condemned or being um, under major scrutiny. And, and the reality is while there is uh, a there are certainly rules to this thing. Listen, some stuff, God knows you know uh, you aren't, quote, unquote, qualified. But the beautiful thing is we're justified by our faith. 
So initially we have this idea of being kind of a slave, uh, you know, kind of under the thumb or under the gun. And then we walk out of that slave mentality into I am a friend of God. Y'all know that song that everybody uh, sang for a period of time. He does call us friends. And then similar to um, I'll use the the prodigal son originally for uh, an idea of, right? Originally, uh, he, he was a son of God, right? Then he moved into, I mean, I'm sorry, a, a child of God. So originally, as we go out of friendship, we go into this I'm a child of God, and you kind of take ownership of the fact that you are a child of the Most High God, that we're seated in heavenly places, high above principalities. But then something happens, and you start to shift. As a child, you can go and ask the Father whatever you want. You can uh, glean from him. You can sit in your father's lap, but then you get to a place of sonship. And again, that's not gender specific according to Genesis. Male and female made he them, one coming out of the other. You get to a place where you understand that there's a place of authority in sonship as you mature, as you become closer to Christ. Now get this, because again, sometimes it looks like you got to lose to win. Right, uh, and and I can identify with that on so many different levels. As I am maturing, um, I'll never say have matured. Uh, again, kind of like Paul. Listen, I have not attained. I'm still pressing. I'm still in the press. But there is a place in God where, for real, you start to get. I'm a. Not only am I a son of God, but literally. I am crucified with him. What does that mean? That means that the closer you get to Christ, there are just certain things as time goes on with discipline, with reading of the word, with prayer and meditation, with fasting and being intentional about living, with learning what it looks like to pray without ceasing. It doesn't mean that you walk around all day speaking in tongues. It doesn't mean that all day, every day, you are uh, extra religious and churchy. It just means being consistently present, consistently cognizant that you are uh, an heir to the throne of grace, and all of our outcomes should have something to do with producing fruit. All of our outcomes should have something to do with somebody seeing the light of Christ, the glory of Christ, the truth of who God is revealed in your life so that the kingdom of God is enlarged. So I I gave you the four places, and um, we can go in detail a little bit more during the Love, Life, and Victory conversation where, if needed, I can give some texture and some scriptures just to support, again, the the slave mentality, because that's 90% of the time, all you worried about is, can I be good enough? Absolutely not. Have fun. That'll stress you completely out. As then moving from a slave to friendship, is you close, there's this this moment of you think y'all chummy and buddy, and then you get your whole face slapped off (laughs) for trying to think you can just kind of kick it with God. You cannot. 
right? You cannot. He is a holy God. Uh, he is a righteous God. He is a just God. And our responsibility, even in establishing friendship, there are specific borders and boundaries that we have to make sure that we establish so that we always honor and reverence him with our lives. And then moving from that place into a place of being a child of God, we're recognizing that he desires to bless us. He desires to give us everything that he puts in our heart to desire. It is his utmost desire to be a blessing to you that no matter what happens, what comes and what goes, you are his child. And then there's a place of sonship where you recognize that there absolutely is an inheritance, that because we are heirs and Jesus is our sibling and our God simultaneously, he reigns supreme yet instill his compassion, his empathy level. He knows uh, what ails us. He knows what hurts us. Uh, and, And we are still his sons. Right? We get to a place where we start to understand that we operate based on having precision in the spirit, having precision um, in our prayer lives, not being vague, not feeling like you have to beg God. You can always tell where you are at based on your posture in prayer. Right? If your posture in prayer is that of uh, what my grandmother would call a pauper, you find yourself constantly begging God for things. Oh, Lord, please have mercy. Listen, he has. You're here. It has to go deeper than that. It has to be more of understanding the promises of God. And even as a friend, there's a level of closeness that you get. There's a level of intimacy that you get into me see. But then as a child of God, you know what it is to be a parent for those of us that are parents, right? Doesn't matter what our child may do. Doesn't matter how bad you think they've blown it. You still want to see them win. You still want to see the outcome be productive. You still want to be able to position them or reposition them for certain things. The truth is that as sons of God, there is a blessing pronounced, right? Um, There are certain things that God wants to give to us, but until we get to a certain maturity level, he withholds things so that we don't hurt ourselves or others, right? So, again, we're talking about your posture in prayer. There are pieces and phases to this thing. There are levels to this. And sometimes in an effort to lose ourselves, keeping in mind that the scripture again, Luke 9, 23, right? For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. A lot of times until you get to a place where you understand your position in Christ, When you move out of that quote-unquote slavery mentality where you feel like you are being pushed into a thing, and the truth is he does push us, but he pushes us for his namesake. He pushes us into places of purpose and promise, and generally, unless there's some level of pain, and if we just be honest, unless there's some level of discomfort, you would stay in the place of comfort forever. 
You would stay. Even people are comfortable with uh, the mentality of a slave. I'm just fine with begging God. No, no, <laughs> uh-uh. I, I don't. I don't think that it is appropriate for us to have to beg God for what He's already given us. How do you move from that slavery mentality where you are constantly? This is how you know you're still in slavery. You condemn yourself. You guilt yourself. You blow it and you beat yourself up for extended periods of time. You convince yourself that you're not worthy. You convince yourself that, no, it works for them, but not for me. You tell yourself a bunch of lies um, unintentionally and in most cases unaware that that's what's happening, right? You convince yourself that you are unqualified or disqualified because I did this he uh he's not going to do this for me. This is the beautiful thing. Listen, he made an active decision to go to Calvary's cross. The nails are still in the cross <laughs> just for you. That every ounce of blood that that still runs has covered everything you could think of to have done. It means that you are not guilty. Then in the place of friendship, now keeping in mind sometimes it looks like you're losing, but the reality is you are giving up parts of yourself in an effort to be not only, uh, well, you're already justified, but in the process of sanctification. Sanctification is a journey, y'all. Sanctification does not happen overnight. This is the part that I love about relationship with the Father, that the closer you get to him, some stuff you just don't want to do. And let me tell you why. You don't want to do it because what happens is then you go back to that initial, that onset of the relationship where you've beaten yourself up again. It always takes you backwards. Right? So sin is only revealed to establish the reality that you absolutely need him. That what he did was not only um, necessary for remission of sin, but to give you room to free your mind. Right? The sovereignty of God covers all things, carries you through all things. Right, but as you walk and as you journey towards him, the goal is to crucify the flesh in such a way that literally when you walk into a room, people know something is different. We are only being uh, sanctified in an effort to get to uh, our stages that our life is a reflection of the Father, so much so that we have more and more opportunities to witness about the kingdom. Every single day, of, and I know this probably is, is, I know it's not foreign, but no, for real. The only reason you're here is to glorify God not to go to work, it's not to be married, it's not to have kids, it's fruit is some kids, but not 
really. It is, but the only reason we're supposed to have them is to replenish the earth with more kingdom citizens. But but we raise little Frankensteins that go kill kids, right? The earth is so out of whack. But I know that it is for the greater good so that when it's all said and done, because we're absolutely in a season of revival, we're absolutely in a season of God having to call the church to the forefront. And I won't say the church. I'll say the ecclesia. I'll say the bride. He is calling the bride to the forefront, right? He is calling us to a place where our lives are reflective of his goodness in an effort to get us to a place of his fullness. But what it means is that maybe your idea, uh, maybe your agenda, maybe your objective may need to be altered to accommodate what has already been written of you so that your life is a reflection of who he is so much so that it impacts every place you go, that it impacts every relationship that you're assigned to, that it impacts every single proximity you've been in, so much so that people that may have known you in past times don't even recognize who you are because all you've been trying to do is lose your life. I'm still in the process of losing. Losing the idea that I had, losing uh, the agenda and the objectives that I thought I had in an effort to disciple as many people as I can so that you can disciple as many people as you can so that they can disciple as many people as they can so that they, too, can disciple as many people as they can. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time? That somebody asked you, how do I get from here to there? When is the last time somebody asked you the question, how did you change that? When's the last time you took time to witness to somebody in such a way that, that, that they wanted to know? And I'm not just talking about with your words. I'm not talking about browbeating nobody. I'm not talking about uh talking about Jesus all day, because, honey, that's a pest, and that is annoying, and nobody likes it. I did it. Trust me. Right? But then you get to a place where your relationship with God starts to be how you live, period. It's a lifestyle. It is not a day-to-day witnessing session, because that's not what I do. That's not how I live. Right? Now, if you, you ask me the wrong question, then we're going to talk about it. So don't get it twisted. And we're going to go to the text in an effort to have that conversation. But this is my question to you. What about your life says, I'm a disciple, I'm a follower of Christ? Are you in camouflage? Do they know that you saved on your job? Do, do your homegirls or your, your homeboys know that you love Jesus and not just in words? Not that you go to church on Sunday, because if, if I never go to church again in my life, listen, you're going to know I love Jesus because I can't help it. It's, it's my life, right? And at the end of the day, um, even though I, I had a different expected outcome, I did. 
I had a whole different agenda. I had a whole different plan for my life. Um, but but as time goes on and, and I understand what I'm called to, I understand what I'm purposed for today. I understand that m- my whole entire life is embedded in building the kingdom in an effort to change nations, not just now, um, but but forever. God blessed to say the same, to produce in such a way that there is fruit in season and out of season, that unlike the fig tree when Jesus hungered, that was found barren, that he cursed at the root. Listen, my question to you is, as a believer of Christ, does anybody know that you're saved except for the Except for the folks you go to the country club, I mean, to church and see on Sunday. If somebody asked you today um, how they could accept Christ, would you be able to walk them through the process of confessing and believing? Do you know what scriptures to hit and to touch on in an effort? to walk somebody through repentance and the acceptance of Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Is your life so selfless that, for real, at the end of the day, all you care about is somebody getting to a place? Um, Can you mute your phone for us, whoever's closing the door? Um, Our entire purpose on earth like for real, if we just keep it 100, is to be therefore followers of Christ as little children. Are you willing to give up your idea of what you thought life would be like? Keeping in mind that there are absolutely benefits. It's not always fun. You don't always get it. Doesn't even always make sense. If he sent you somewhere, but you had plans, I can't tell y'all how many times I thought I was headed one place (laughs) and ended up having to go someplace else and being able to hear him. You remember being a kid, being down the street back in the day when you could go outside and play, and it was borderline safe, kind of, sort of. I mean, my grandmother would come stand outside and and, in what she would call a holler, Didi, Cherie. And I don't care what I was doing. Honey, I would hear that high-pitched uh, Diddy Sharice, or I would smell that cornbread. Listen, because my grandmother could do a thing in that kitchen, honey. I need you to be clear. I would be on one in such a way um, that I would be consumed, right, with making sure that I answered. If he called you today, <laughs> um, do you do you hear him? If he told you, listen, I, I know you have a plan today, but I, I have need of you, kind of like that ass that was tied up. And yes, I said that ass, I did. It was a donkey. But do, do you understand that your life is about bearing fruit? Listen, when I get to heaven, I don't want to have to kick it uh, in the foyer. Because that's what some some folks gonna do. They're just gonna be in heaven. That's it. There are levels 
and 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 I can only say that because uh the Bible says and Elijah was called up to the third heaven. There are levels to heaven. I I don't I don't like lower level anything. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So I got something on your mind cuz for real um this this share was more about discipleship and evangelism than anything. But in order to disciple or evangelize anybody, you've got to know who you are, right? Um, you you got to know what you are created to do. you got to know what your purpose and use is, okay? All right, that being said, um, let's walk right into uh, hosting and greeting. Good morning. There may be somebody that gave a call. You didn't get a chance to say good morning this morning. Uh, now's your opportunity. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Good morning, Diane. It's Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. This is PR. God bless you for hey. the word. Amen. Hey, PR. Good morning. Good morning. It's Patsy. Good morning, Patsy. Good morning. It's Moxie. Hey, Moxie. Hey, sister. Good morning. It's Jubilant. Hey, Ju. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Persistent. Hey, Persistent. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Kim. You're Thank hilarious. You. Good morning. Yeah, I play too much. I know. <laughs> you just good morning, Dion. It's Diane. Hey, Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. Hey, Shell. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's Miss B. Hey, Miss B. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. It's pretty. Hey, pretty. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Gloria. Hey, Gloria. Good morning. Good morning, This is Mary. Good morning. This is Yolanda. Good morning. Hey, Yolanda. Good morning. Good morning, and beloved Barb, and it's a wonderful Wednesday. God bless. Good morning, beloved. Yes, it is. Good morning. This is Shirley. Hey, Miss Shirley. Good morning. Is this your first time calling? This is my third. Okay. Well, welcome. It's amazing to hear your sound. We're glad to have you. Thank you. Good morning. This is Kedra, and I cannot be killed because I have a purpose. Love you. Thank you. You do. It's an absolute fact. Good morning. This is Juanita. Hey, Sunita, good morning. Anybody else? I want to hear some testosterone in this thing. Honey, what's going on? <laughs> Thank you for your words this morning, Dion. Sunshine. Hey, Sunny, good morning. Morning, Dion. Love you. Hey, good morning. Love you too, Chris. Morning, declare victory. God bless you all this morning. Hey, Brother Jeff. Good morning. Thank you. 
Hey, yo, yo. yo. What's going on? Doctor already. How you doing? <laughs> good, good, good to hear you this morning. Anybody else? Hey, man, anybody have any questions, comments, and commentary? We can walk right on into love, life, and victory. Any aha moments, any epiphanies, any anybody for real? Um, and, and we say this all the time. Um, we uh, we ask this question quite frequently, um, folks on the line, that you still trying to figure out your purpose, your use. Hey, good morning. Uh, good morning, Declare Victory. And um, since it is a prophecy schedule, I have to, you know, uh, I have to respond to what you said. Like, do they know that I know Jesus? And um, just to bring those of you that don't have not heard me up to speed with my uh, situation, I was living in the shelter. I got out the shelter, got a car, got a place, and now I have not one but two jobs. I am now working at the shelter where I was laying on the cot. And so I truly believe prior to this happening, it was all part of my process. It was all part of God. Um, revealing to me what my purpose is, but I didn't know. So um, one of the jobs where I'm at, I am, uh, I'm the new person. You know how they always have to test the new person or whatever it is. And so um, I just know that I'm placed there so that people could see Jesus. Um, Because I see it, like when you said, what do I see? That aha moment occurred to me right there because I see that, um, just to give you a little background, you know, there's people live how they live, you know what I mean? And I thought I was just going there to work, and I might be rambling and be all over the place. Um, but it's like I know that I'm there for people to see the Jesus in me and to fulfill my purpose. So I just ask to continue to pray my strength in the Lord because I want to go, my ultimate goal is heaven too. Amen. So. Um, I just thought I would share that and have that aha moment open up my mouth because I ha- I just have to testify to some things because that's how I overcome. Amen. Amen. I, I would agree. And it, it's all process. The, the key in this thing is consistency. It's consistency. It's, it's important that you understand um, that it, it's, a, it's a, a marathon, it's not a sprint. It's a mar- marathon. It's not running running fast and trying to pattern yourself after somebody else race will not get you there. It's yours. It's very independent and individual. Extremely. Hey, Amen. Anybody else? That. Yes. Anybody uh, else? Uh huh. You know, um, the verse you read for us. Um, uh, losing our, you know, taking up our cross and losing ourselves. You said um, for those that 
lay down their life, lose their life uh, for, for Jesus and the gospel. Yeah, it's, he, he, the way you read the scripture was twice. So I needed, that's, that sort of stood out for me because I know, uh, could, could you elaborate on that part of the verse? Whoever laid down their life for my sake. Well, I, I did and a, the a gospel. Lot. Yeah, a, a whole lot of times. Just because, for real, we often have our our own agendas. It's just, it's really just about, for real. Okay, Lord, I, I know. Um, it's kind of like Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, "Nevertheless, not my will, but Thy will be done." And a lot of times we choose our will over his will and then are frustrated with the outcomes. And that's, it's our responsibility to lay down our lives. He won't lay it down for us. That's, that's again, that thing connected to our flesh, the seed of our will, our emotions, our mentality. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your your mind is only renewed when you actively renew it. It's completely up to you. Nobody can do it for you. That's all. And if you want the scriptures again, Brother Jeff, um, the I'm sorry, one second. The first one is um, uh, Luke nine twenty three through twenty four, and Mark thirty four thirty five. Right. So when when he say lay down your life or lose your life for my sake and the gospel, not the, the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection. It they they it's like they're both uh, the same. So, so the gospel is the good news of absolutely the the sacrificial life of Jesus, but but the gospel is repent, so the kingdom of God is at hand. Yeah, yeah, that 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 part of the declaration really stood out for me because he used those both in the the scripture. I'm like, mm, okay, I need to really. I have a clear understanding of that. So thank you for your declaration. I just really love the way you teach and minister the word. It's so rich. Thank you for your declaration again this morning. Amen. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning, Dan. This is Juanita. Um, thank you for your declaration. Um, yes, I think this is, you know, really um, simple. Like you said, when you were saying that um, just giving up our own agenda, you know, and doing the will of God, you know, taking up our cross um, and following him, you know, that's uh, following his lead, not our own. 
you know, because then our own agenda always leads to some type of frustration or upset or that this didn't work out the way we planned it because it was our plan and not God's plan. So I just thank you for your decoration. Amen. Amen. In in real life and really identifying what the difference is. It is uh <laughs> it's not it's not always again the easiest thing to do. Um but really kinda recognizing the difference is I believe what matters at the end of the day and the only way to do that is in relationship, not in church. Church don't teach you how to live. Church tell you to be good. You can't be good enough. Good luck with that. <laughs> good morning. <clears throat> it's Krishanda. Hey, good morning. God bless you this morning. Um I um what I'm gonna say may not make sense, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> just what I'm thinking. It's almost like um you know, our lives are not our own and it's almost as if we're walking around as uh, different elements um, reflected reflection of God that as we um, walk out our salvation there's just pieces of him that are on earth right we're the living um, representatives on earth and so surrendering our lives to carry out whatever he wants on this earth um, I'm rambling I don't know how to get it out right I know what I'm thinking but that's what I just want to share no you weren't rambling you were it's um yeah, it's the more we lay down ourselves to um and he takes care of everything that we need, but we're just all of us are individuals and have a purpose to represent him and uh, I just don't know how to put this put into words, just um show up as he created us to be and we are his hands and feet and mouth on this earth um to carry out our purpose and we need to and I should say we need to, I know I need to surrender to that. Um, and um, each, the closer we draw to him, the more we understand, the more we can see our purpose. Going on you. God bless you. Love you. Amen. Love you too, sis. Yep, it, it's a fact. We are here to carry out our purpose. Yeah, we are here to carry out our purpose, not our agenda. And that's, I think, where we get kind of lost. Amen. Anybody else? So then it's like fighting against the wind, right? Absolutely. Kicking against the prick. Good morning, Dion. Thank you um, for your share this morning. It kind of put me in the mind of, or reminded me of something, um, the aha moment. Um, was uh, where you were talking about how we have to, um, you said not not be, well, it was said to me in my spirit, I felt it as not being married to the outcome, but being married to Christ. So not, not setting our minds on how things should come out. It's also the same with the relationship, any other relationship that God um, places in our lives. We are not uh, supposed to be married to the outcome of situations if we trust our lives to him and trust that his his will for us is good and that his what he wants for us is good. So it's two uh, two parts. 
you not not only just um, not not being married to the outcome or not imposing our own agenda, but it's also remembering that letting go of our agenda is 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 appropriate because we love and trust the one whose hands we're in. So you you can't do one without making sure you're considering the other. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Am, am I right? absolute okay. fact? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank absolute. you so much. Absolute fact, yeah. It's um, again being married to the idea that we have in our head, which is common. It, it's it's culture. It's normal. It's a, a regular thing, according to living from the place of the natural man. But again, keeping in mind that we are a spirit first. You were a purpose before you were a person. Period. You were a a purpose before you were a person. That's good. We're not, we're not told that though. That's not, that's not usually the angle that we come from. being a purpose before you are a person. The only thing that happens is your purpose gets placed in a body. Jesus was a purpose before he was a person. Right? Before he came down in humanity, he was. He was the redeemer of the world. He was the savior. He already was what he came to be. Amen. Anybody else? Questions, comments, commentary? Hey, it's Tan. Um, I just I just got tickled at what you just said because I could almost see and hear the question marks when you said it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it's so foreign to us. But it but but it, it doesn't change the fact that it is a reality. We are all we were all every single person here on earth was born for purpose. Everybody. And it doesn't matter whether you're saved or not, whether you believe in God or not. Everybody was born. And then when you think about it, it just seems like surely not everybody. I mean, just some people are acting. Mm-mm. There's purpose for every single person. And for some people, if you look at Judas, he was born to do that. Somebody had to betray. Yes. Somebody mm-hmm. had to betray Jesus in order for him to be given over to, well, he wasn't really captured, you know, he went freely, but in order for the entire, pro- somebody had to crucify him, Pilate had to do what he did, like all of it was part of the plan. And sometimes based upon, I, I think that sometimes based upon the circumstances that we find ourselves in, we 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 may discount the fact that there's a plan and a purpose behind all of it. And I think what really helps us to, or what helped me to understand that was was um, actually accepting it and then making a decision to ask God for my purpose. What's my, why am I here? What do you want me to do? You know, um, and, and not just living my life based upon the circumstances that happen, even though they're part of my purpose, but to not. So take responsibility and ownership and get the answers. And I'm telling you, God will give you 
the answer if you ask the right question instead of why did you let this happen to me? Changing it to God, what is my purpose in this? And taking the time to sit down and be quiet, be still, and listen. That's it. That's good. Good morning. This is Mary. I, 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 your declaration today takes me back to the scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the plans that I have for you. And they really have an expected end. And also, I knew you before you was formed in your mother's womb. So, you've always known. You, we, we just, we, we had to tie into his plan. But before we do that, sometimes we create all our own and we get tied up in our own. And then we have to untie so we can tie into the right one. But so, but there's always validation in the scripture that I, I've told you, I already knew, I know the plans that I have. I'm the one that have the plans for you. So, mm-hmm. I, I agree 129%, Miss Mary. That's that's an absolute fact. But if, if you don't, I mean, because we hear the scripture all the time. I've heard that scripture my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. But it has independent use. Yeah, I, I don't agree. Care I'm, I don't care how many times you say it. If if you mm-hmm. don't live like that's the truth, I don't right. care if you quote it. <laughs> yeah, I say you have to tie into it. You you have. I to, know. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And it, and that's the validation to what you were saying. You know, we you know people sometimes talk about what we talk about, but it's all it's all about where you are you know we have to get into get into our our places otherwise we just create our rooms and stay in there and and suffer in silence but uh, yeah i appreciate it yeah yeah we we have oftentimes um a very limited um view of our lives and our outcomes. And the the truth is when you take a look around and you get to glean um for real who what who has been impacted by your life in such a way that they've made an active decision to surrender their lives to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. How many people have you influenced to the degree that their desire is to be like Jesus? Mm-hmm. When you do a, a recount of your life, how many people have you discipled in such a way that their life is about pursuing the things of the kingdom that somebody else might walk into liberty? Right, not church mm-hmm. relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah, trying to have an imprint. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate Amen. it. So many people do. You know, learning the scripture is one thing, but becoming that scripture is another. You know, absolutely, so, absolutely, just, which is absolute well, fact. It's a journey. It's not a sprint. Yeah, quoting words and speaking words that we remember, but we don't always remember to do it. 
So when we remember, so we, God, I appreciate you so much. God bless you. Amen. Bless you as well, Miss Mary. Anybody good morning. Else? Yes, Thank good morning. morning. Yeah, this is uh, Sister Sylvia. I appreciate your share, your declaration this morning, and I'm not going to go into great detail, but I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you, and declare victory because this word purpose that you had as your theme for January 2021 changed my life completely, completely changed. Every single declarer, every scripture that was said, everything, I studied it, I meditated, I prayed on it, and I asked God. You know, I was tired of doing everything my way, what I wanted to do. I needed to know what his purpose was. And he showed me. He's been showing me ever since, and it is liberating. Praise so God. So thank you so Praise much. It, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Amen. To God be the glory. So, so let me give you this as an example. So I did not select this thing. It was given to me. So that's the thing. I could have had my own agenda. I didn't know what the theme would carry. I didn't know what it would mean. I didn't know what the outcome would be. I'm just grateful, um, if nothing else, that based on what he told me to do, that's the outcome. The outcome is fruit. The outcome is that your life changed to such a degree that you start shifting into the things of the kingdom so that you can have the impact necessary for those people that you are called to. So your surrender will help somebody else surrender, will help somebody else. You understand? That's fruit. That's that's yeah. fruit. Fruit is not being a psalmist. Fruit is not... Um, writing a book, fruit is none of that. Fruit is impacting the kingdom so that it multiplies. Everything about the kingdom is about multiplication. Amen. I get it. Thank you. Yep, that's it. That's it. Yeah. No no problem. My pleasure. Amen. Anybody else? Yes, yes, yes. I gotta get in here. This is persistent. Um Thank you for this teaching. Thank you for this. Timing is perfect because that's how God is. And it's definitely raising some questions that I'm having in asking myself. Um, But I can say this. Yes, I have impacted the kingdom with my life. I actually lost a business agreement because of my relationship with him, but that was okay. Um, Sometimes it looks like you lose it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that too. Um, I just said to someone that I've been talking to yesterday and confirmed us getting together where we're going to walk the streets of San Francisco and, and evangelize or, you know, talk to those who the Holy Spirit leads us to. Just confirming that just yesterday, first time, I've never done that, never done street ministry mm. like that. Um, but I can actually say in my family alone, and this is by the grace of God, 
not even knowing what I was doing, just testifying when I would talk to them and them seeing my life change. Um, my mother, my sister, my niece, and now another niece. But that's mm-hmm. not where God, my my confusion is what do I do with this, my life that I have chosen at this point? How do I get to where, and it's relationship, just like you said. And then you ask them questions. Do you know the scriptures here? Do you, have you spent the time? That was necessary for me because I have an idea, but I'm not 100, I'm just going to be candid. I'm not 100% certain. I asked myself, I said, well, you're talking about evangelizing. And do you know the scriptures? Do you know? I know you know them, but do you really know them? Mm-hmm. And so I thank you for that. But also you ask the question, does everyone know if they were to, um, if somebody were to say, you know, uh, get your report card, would they know you're like, you're, you're a Christian? Some, mm-hmm. absolutely. The majority, yes. But um, not everybody. I, th- I thought about my neighborhood, my immediate neighbors, and um, who I talk to and who I greet. Yes, some of my neighbors do, but not all my neighbors. Um, so my report card's a little spotty. Uh, and then just where am I going right now? Right now it's critical because um, I just landed a new agency that just signed a contract, and, and, I'm, I'm, and, and I'm grateful and I'm thankful, but at the same time I ask myself, God, is this really where you want me to be? I have asked that. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Anyway, I hope I'm making sense. No, so you're, I would just, you're making sense. So I'm at a critical um, impasse, so to speak, where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. And I really don't want it my agenda, but you said so much. You know, I know that we were bought with a Big God paid it. My life is not mine. I get it. It's my reasonable sacrifice, and He paid a high price for it. Um, it's just I don't want to end up where I ended up a couple of years ago. I know that this this time is meant for me to get on the right path get on mm-hmm. his path that he has mm-hmm. for me. Amen. All this time, COVID and all this time that we've had is for us to get on the right path, a purpose that he has for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree 110%. Um, and I, I'll give you this, Romans 10 and 9, if you declare with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, Romans 10 and 9, right? So it means that initially you must admit that you need him. Listen, I'm a sinner, right? Sinners are saved Mm -hmm. by grace. Be willing to turn from your sin, which just means repent, right? Believe that Jesus Christ died for you on the cross and rose from the grave. Be saved by faith. 
because that's the only way that we can be saved. And through prayer, invite Jesus Christ to come in and control your life um, and give permission to Holy Spirit to lead and guide you. Right? So it's it's super duper simple. Um, I'll post this in the victory room mm-hmm. for those that, that just want, I mean, literally, it, it, even if you just share with them Romans 10 and 9, that's something that you should have memorized. That should be on the fabric of your heart. John 1 and 12 says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. I hope that helps. Absolutely. Romans 6 and 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's another one. Um, and, and dealing with um, condemnation um, or, or dealing with a whole bunch of guilt, Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, right? It's not you, not a, an island. Right? You are not by yourself in this thing. And of course, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. That was John ten what did you say, John ten fifteen? No, 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 that's John three sixteen. Three sixteen. John ten and ten. I, Jesus, have come that that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He did that for each of us. It's not isolated. Somebody should know that. Amen. Anybody else? Priscilla, good morning. I'm sorry. Hey, beloved. Good morning. I just wanted to um I just wanted to say that when I first started the business I had a, a pastor come and preach over me and he said that it was not about my cookies, it was about the relationships that I would build as Absolutely. I'm doing this. And it just blew me away and right now I, I just I know I'm walking in my purpose and I wanna ask for your prayers as I enter. Uh, the new position that God has given me at a care facility, you guys, at a care facility. Mm, nice. nice. Working with the elderly, working with disabled people. I know I'm going to be able to bring people to Christ. I know I'm going to be able to pray over people. I know I'm going to be able to show the love of Christ that resides in me. And I just feel so thankful and grateful for this. Yeah. For your teaching today, it just really hit home. I felt like it was just for me, and I'm just, I'm just elated. So thank you so much, Miss Dion, and thank Amen. you to Claire Victory for your prayers and your support. Amen. Amen. God be praised. That's good. Congratulations, sweetie. That's pretty awesome. Anybody else? I did, she also want to say great declaration today. Um, I just was still here tapping, talking about my check, my check, accountability. 
um, even in the midst of this and that, um, just the accountability of showing up. I was had a conversation with my daughter, and she was like, what do you do about this on the job, and what do you do about that? I said, well, when you sign up for that job and you sign that W-2, you also sign that you receive a employee's manual. For us, mm-hmm. that looks like the B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving Earth. And we have to, and in, in, in that, um, you know, there's every instruction, there's every uh, what if this happens or what are we accountable for in this and what are we accountable for at that. Um, it, it's just, it's there for reference as the Bible, as we have to live by. Um, but that was just a reminder, a tangible reminder that that's what we have, um, you know, when we said, when we say yes, when we, just like the Romans 10, 9 and 10, and that John 10, 10, that, that, that part right there keeps me going in every situation. It's kind of hard, the Texas thing, you know, when you have children and, you know, you said so much, but um, yes, it's the accountability and being the salt of the earth and being the light that so shine. Um, so great declaration. Just wanted to tell you, I appreciate you. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Amen. Accountability is good. Even when it don't feel good. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, Dion. Hey. Yeah. Hey, this Gloria. I am that the declaration bless me. Um encourages me to keep going and to just, um, I I think what, what hits me the most in what you were talking about was that um, the more we relinquish our own desire and will, the more the will of God shows up in our lives. Uh-huh. And so I, that's what I got out of it. And so I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm grateful to God for allowing me to, even to live, to to see this manifest in my own life, you know. So I thank you. I appreciate you. And um, I'm going back on mute. Listen, it, it is about for real. And, and I'm, I'm going to say this, and, and I might offend some people. That's okay. I have a tendency to do that. But I want to offend you to greater, to higher. Um, how often... Do you pray and ask God for something um, and experience no results? You've been praying for the same thing for heck of long. Could it be that that's just not not the will of God? Um, But wouldn't it be dope if when you petitioned the Father for something, you experienced results swiftly? What does that look like, right? When you cooperate with the plan of God, that the heavens are blaring, the outcomes become different. The expectation is different. As you start to refine your relationship with the Father, eventually, um, and, and I'm, I'm still in the process of unlearning certain things, garnering the, the truth of what God has spoken over my life from the foundation of the earth. But today, the results are different. The outcomes are different. And they're different because my motivation is different. God, help me to 
be the word, to be what you said. Help me to reflect what you've already said about me in such a way that my ideas come from you, my objectives come from you, so that the outcome of the production of fruit is greater and the results are the results you want to see, not my agenda, not my objective. That's not easy and that's not always fun. And sometimes it just doesn't look like what you think it should. But are you willing to give up your idea of what you think it should look like in an effort to get the results that he needs to get to bear much fruit from your life? And at the end of the day, that's the only goal is to bear much fruit, is to have the kind of outcome that is reflective of his idea for our lives. And it doesn't always look like you're winning while you're doing it. Keeping in mind that the outcomes of the kingdom don't look like the outcomes of the world. Right? What you would do naturally is not really what happens spiritually when you surrender and submit your will to God. Amen. Anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? I just got to say this, Dion. You just said a mouthful. I can only think of one time that I prayed and something happened the next day. And you just confirmed something. It is his will. And that's when I had prayed and I said, God, if this is what you want, you give us free will, help this man find his own apartment. And the next day he found it. It wasn't what I wanted, but, you know, right. it was right. God's will. Right, right. And for real, when you pray, aim. Don't just wander and pray. Be specific. But again, sometimes what that means is sitting in still, small, quiet space, doing more listening then you are blaring your ideas at God. And that takes serious practice. You got to practice hearing God's voice. You got to uh, practice applying the word of God. You got to practice. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. And it's a it's a decision. Not my will. Whatever you want, I'm doing that. Whatever you're doing, don't do it without your girl. Thanks. Hey, Dion. Mm-hmm. It's Gloria again. Mm-hmm. I just got to say this. So for 35 years, no, 32, 32 years, I have not been as small as I am this day in 32 years. And it comes from, it's not about dieting. It hasn't been a diet. It's been, been relinquishing. Let go. God, what you want. Father, how you want it. And sometimes, honestly speaking, I'll be kicking and screaming. But guess what? I'm not taking as much insulin. My, the the diabetes medicine is going lower and lower and lower. And I'm able to say, God, I thank you. Because I've not wanted to be on medication. And my whole mindset of being able to hear God and being able to pray just just 
continuously. No, I ain't walking around speaking the tongue all day long. So being able to be quiet whenever I recognize this is when I'm supposed to be quiet because that's what Holy Spirit said. But I am so grateful to him for what he's doing in my life and so grateful to you putting your foot in my back and my butt sometimes. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. And it's to the glory of God. So I appreciate you, sister. And I appreciate the clear victory for just being for my sisters and brothers being the support that they are. And the love. Amen. So it's a real thing, y'all. It's a real thing. Amen. Anybody else? What what happened? Hey Dan. Hey. I was I was wondering. And you can, you know, of course, Holy Spirit let you know. But if you could maybe somewhere down the line talk about in further detail the the um different stages, the, the slave servant mentality to the friends of the child of God and to being a son of God. And um because you mentioned you'll know which stage you're at by how you pray. And just um dive into it a little bit more because that part was just so good. It was just so good that um, I would love to hear more. Well, the majority of the time, especially in the beginning, and I'll, I'll go into it briefly only because we're approaching the hour and I have an appointment that I have to go to. Um, I, I just remember being new to the faith and because, depending on how you grew up, whatever, you know, the authority figures in your life, whatever they tell you, it's all you got because you don't have the word hidden in your own self-heart until you do, right? You don't know until you know. You don't understand until you understand. And I say this often, um, until you get a revelation of who God is to you, um, it changes your perspective. And again, be you transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind, right? So my initial thought process was let me try to be good. That was before I understood the principles and the application of grace, what grace did. I, 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 he came to um, fulfill the law, right? It was, he came to bring division. He came to separate us from the ideas that we have, but until you get the word in you, until you build relationship with him, until you start to relinquish your ideas to Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, he came so that we would have internal power, right? That if you think about it, Jesus was Jesus when he got to the earth. As a little baby, he could have been Jesus. As a 12-year-old, he could have been Jesus. As a, a 25-year-old, he could have been Jesus, but he even had to mature in his own self-body, in his humanity, to be able to go through the process. So we, we think about not now because he knew no sin, his battle was a little bit different than ours. However, that initial idea, that initial concept, you got to mature into a thing. Right, you got to grow up into a thing. So that initial slavery mentality comes from ignorance. It just comes from a lack of information, right? And so it is our responsibility to get enough information to make an intelligent decision, 
But when we operate from a place of a spiritual understanding, revelation happens. And so I call them, and you guys have heard me say this before, kaleidoscope moments. There are certain things that I understand now that once upon a time, I didn't have enough information to make a decision to apply that, right? And so it is important that you build a relationship through reading the word of God, but more than anything, through prayer and knowing the difference between prayer and supplications and intercession, right, um, and warfare, all these different degrees and measures of how we connect with the spirit realm in this particular distance, in this allotted time that we have, until you move out of complacency in prayer and until you start asking God those questions like, okay, this is not effective. You, you have to teach me how to do the effective thing. You have to show me what that looks like. And then what ends up happening the only way that the father got information to the earth was through a person. Ask God to connect you with your persons, with your people. So this is for the, the person that isolates. You need a person to get the information necessary. Now, you can study on your own, but if Jesus had to come here in the flesh, to make disciples of men, what would make you think you don't need persons, right? So we have that slave mentality. Then we move into the friendship mentality. And keep in mind, Jesus called Judas friend. Always know this, friendship can go one way, I, I have a, a a couple of folks that I've called friends that ain't never been my friend. They were assigned to me. They were assigned to mature me, right? Even betrayal is a gift. Jesus told Judas, do, it, do what you came to do, cuz. <laughs> get done what you need to get done so we can move on. Amen? Amen, light. Right? Then we move out of that into recognizing, oh, wait, this thing is, I'm like adopted. I got grafted in. It's not just for Jews anymore. It's for Jews and Gentiles. Oh, wait, you mean to tell me I, I don't have to follow the quote-unquote laws of Moses anymore? Whoa. And not that I don't have to follow them. Don't, don't get me wrong. The Old Testament is still good for what it's good for. But at the end of the day, if grace in in full person manifestation showed up, that means that I am solidified in Christ. You can't take my salvation from me. I I know, I know that mess with people's theology. Honey, I don't care. I'm super free. Right? You could do whatever you, all things are lawful but not expedient. You can do whatever you want to do. It doesn't take the fact that if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, listen, you, you saved, you, you are saved, and then you get to mill around in the foyer in heaven. You do nothing else. Your salvation is solid. You're good, right? Now, you don't have to agree with me. I don't care. That's your business. But what I understand is there are levels to this. 
right? It doesn't mean you do whatever you want to do. It doesn't mean that you uh, you actively make decisions to offend God or to walk away from or out of holiness. You become holy literally out of love for God, not obligation like you did when you were a slave, like you owe him to be good. He already knew you wasn't going to be good. He's not confused. He's not slow at all. He knew that sometimes you would blow it. See, but here's the thing. After a while, again, slave, friendship, as a child, sonship, those four different stages, when you stand in sonship, there are certain things, you know, there are things that my boys can get from me because they are my sons. And if they ask, Mom, uh, me and James going to go so-and-so, can he spend the night tonight? James can just come up to me and be like, hey, Miss Jackson, can I spend the night at your house? No. Get out of here, little boy. But if my son comes and asks and says, can James spend the night, it's a different set of permission. It's on his good report that James has access to me. Right? So there are certain things that as time goes on, even when you consider Job when he was afflicted, the Bible says, and um, Job prayed for his friends, and so Jesus considered his prayers and accepted them and and let his friends off the hook for having been some busters while he was down, <laughs> right? So, uh, again, this thing, the, the more you move into, you know, sin is, is really more than anything about keeping you present in knowing that you need a Savior. And the closer you get to him, you just sin less because you decide to. It's a decision. I I, I could do what I spend a lot of time by myself. Yeah, I could do whatever I want to do. You don't know. You wouldn't know. But I choose to honor God with my life. It's a decision, an active one. That's what mature faith does. You're like, man, I'm not doing that. And I'm I'm not doing it not because I'm scared he's going to get me. How about that? Not because I'm worried about the consequence. I'm not worried about the consequence. That comes with it. What concerns me is I don't feel like being guilty and knowing I'm guilty. I don't feel like trying to climb over how I feel, my stupid little feelings, based on an infraction, something that I didn't have to do. So what I do is I don't put myself in situations where I have to violate, right, where, where violation is a possibility. No, I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not doing that. I ain't going there. I'm cool. I'll pass. That's maturity, though. That's growing up in relationship with the father. That's not tinkering with him. That's not toying with him. That's not straddling the fence. That's not lukewarm. He said he'll vomit us out. Either get on or get off. There isn't a middle in this. And once you get out of the gray areas and you move into either black or white, either you're going to go straight to hell by choice or you're going to ascend. And it's really, honestly, it's that simple. If you want to go up, if you want to start moving up, it means that you're going to lose some stuff. It means some relationships are going to be casualties of maturing. It means that some friendships are going to be altered. It means that you'll start to lead the pack in demonstrating your faith, not telling everybody, 
I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy. Yeah, 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 that's fine. But how are you living, though? It's a whole lot of people that say stuff, but they ain't living nothing. It's a lot of preachers in the pulpit lying out of their teeth, right? Because it's a job. It's a hustle. It's culture. And that's a real thing. However, there are people who, for real, I just want the heart of the Father. That's it. I want to see people know and recognize not their potential, but that they were a purpose before they were a person, and that somebody needs your purpose, your purposeful self is impactful to nations at your purest, most vulnerable, most available, um, most valuable self when you are in the hands of the potter. And he can shape you and make you and mold you. And as time goes on, I'm telling you, whether or not you know it, people are watching your life. They're watching you. They're trying to see how you handle pressure through a divorce, through sickness, through heartache, through frustration, to literally watch Gloria get to a place where not only she's maturing, but the weight of life that living a secular life will do, it'll pile things onto you to watch it shed, to see it visibly shed, to see her in um, her higher form of maturation. We get to a place where for real, the more you surrender your desires, your idea, that carnal mind, the more you walk out of just being regular and average and going along to get along, the familiar chick, the, the chick that is everybody for Listen, it, it don't look like that. People don't like me because they don't understand. Like how you get from here to there. And then the people that love me, love me. Right, because my this my life. This not like I don't I don't just do this on Wednesday when I teach y'all. This my this how I live, and that was not easy. That was not fun. That was not um, fast. I'm fifty. You understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense, Christina? Yeah, that makes total sense. Total sense. Oh, man, it's all about relationships. It's all of that's, that's it. That's all you got. Nothing mm-hmm. else matters. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Dion. This is Imani. This has <clears throat> really been very rich and rewarding. Um, I'm thinking about just um, you, you move in integrity even when no one's watching, right. which can be difficult for some. And easier for others when, like you said, when you're uh, striving to be like um, the father. I remember uh, last week I went to a store, <clears throat> one of our restaurant stores, to pick up some ice or some dry ice or something like that. And I had three items in my basket that were small that I didn't pay for. But I realized that once I left the store, and um, but I couldn't go back because I had to pick up Little Man. But I came back three days later and I paid for it. And the guy looked at me like I was crazy. So it's mm-hmm. moving in integrity when no one's watching but the father. Mm-hmm. Another instance, we had a really big weekend <clears throat> this last weekend. <clears throat> we made our quota, and my husband didn't really want me to go to San Francisco. Um, 
because he didn't think it was just we were tired and th- didn't think that it was going to be worth the while. But I said, I gave my word and I move in integrity. And if I say that I'm going to do something, I do my best to do it, mm-hmm. even when nobody else knows. So it's moving in integrity in every aspect. And when you mention about um, uh, sometimes I don't want to open up my book. Sometimes I don't want to, um, you know, uh, do the work. But it's like, okay, I can be on social media or I can do the work and get closer to him. And the closer I get to him, the more I do the work, the more I water the garden and I plant the seed, I can hear his voice clear and clear. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Absolute facts. To to watch you, Imani, going from uh, a lemonade slushy idea <laughs> to a full-fledged second stream of income and a business that will leave a legacy for your children um, to multiple products and multiple contracts and um, crowdfunding and um, teaching your boys how to be entrepreneurs. That's fruit. To demonstrating, walking in integrity, no matter who's watching or not. Right there, there are so many things connected to this, and and again, what it calls for is let me say it just like this: you got to grow up, right? You can't you can't stay on milk. It, it's it's not enough to go to church on Sunday. It's not even enough to go to church on on Sunday and Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, whenever your little Bible study is. It's not enough. Relationships only happen when effort is extended to build and maintain them. I say this frequently. My relationships are my greatest asset. My greatest asset. You nurture relationships. You love authentically. There's a level of loyalty without being loyal to a fault, without being codependent on a relationship that is necessary for you to grow in humanity, for you to grow in empathy and compassion and integrity and character. When I met Tanya, I would be late to everything, right? Now, some things today I go tardy for, but that's my target aim for a reason. I'm very intentional and deliberate about doing that. Some things I do um, because of what I'm cre- what I'm purposed for. I'm purposed for certain things, right? So some stuff I understand, but as a result of that, um, of, of Tanya being extremely punctual, it helped to refine me with regard to time management, right? So you keep people around you and before you that are um, greater at operating on different levels, right, that maybe you're not. The goal here is to grow up. That's that's the ultimate goal. The goal is to become a big girl or a big boy in this thing and not to be piddling and, um, you know, just doing half the work. It means you can't be lazy in building this relationship with the father. It means that you have to go after him. 
The word says, they who seek me, find me. Okay, y'all know, know I could do this all day. Any, any final thoughts, questions, comments, commentary before we go? Amen. Go on, what? I just want to say, Ms. Krishanda, I just wanted to say I'm just so grateful for you. So grateful. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Amen. Love you too, Krishanda. I appreciate you. Amen. Well, again, today's our fast day, guys. Um, you know, and, and again, we fast. Fasting keeps you humble. Fasting helps you get to a place where, for real, um, you you get to killing that flesh. It's losing your life. That's what fasting is. It's having the discipline. Because some of this stuff is just about being disciplined enough to do it. It's decision. It's one small decision that leads to a major impact. And we make those decisions by choice. Nothing more. Your influence is necessary in the earth to get somebody from point A to point B. The more you lose your life, you lose the idea of what your agenda and objective is. And again, some things come by prayer and by fasting. Fasting is one of those things. Fasting will help you. If you're still struggling with getting high or um, having sex outside of marriage or you, um, you know you have a tendency to stretch the truth, literally take some time and give up food and feel them hunger pains and be present in the moment and know what time it is and ask the Lord to help you um, to give you the courage to be honest with where you are, no matter what that looks like. He knows you already. Have the courage to repent, right? Have, on a regular basis, apologize. God, listen, I know I didn't get all this right today. I, I try to repent every day because I'm sure I thought something because y'all know I'm not that sweet. So sometimes I'll be saying stuff in my head. <laughs> sometimes I say it out loud. It just depends. But <laughs> for the most part, right? Um, you got to be a big girl. You got to be a big boy. And fasting is part of that. That's why we do it. We don't do it for, you know, it's it's not a routine. I, once upon a time, I think it was just a habit. But like on Wednesdays, I'll really be like, Lord, okay, what, what else needs to die? What else do I need to aim at? What altar do I need to tear down? Um, what relationship do I need to dismantle? What relationship do I need to feed and to build? Like, it's it's a real thing, and the clearer you get, something about a, a, an appropriate diet that just keeps you cognizant in the moment, you're feeding yourself with a whole bunch of comfort food, it means that chances are you're probably pretty cotton-picking comfortable. If you're super comfortable right now, you're out of position. If you know every single thing that's going on in your life, you are in complete control. Good luck with that. I'm not interested. I need a little bit of discomfort in my thing. <laughs> it keeps me present 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Jesus, I need you. I, me, Dion Sharice Jackson, I can't live without what your idea is for my life, not right up and through here. It costs too much to get here. 
It was extremely expensive to get here. It cost me everything that I have. And I'm still not done, y'all. Amen. So for those that are going to participate, we'll meet right back here at 5 p.m. Um, I pray that you go and grow in love. I pray that God give you the strength and the stamina to um, consider the fast. Um, and if you do not feel led to do it, don't. During the course of your fast, my prayer is that God will give you an opportunity to be a blessing to someone that is less fortunate. I'm going to have to teach about that uh, in the immediate future because it is important so that our fast is not wasted. Other than that, go and grow in love. I love you guys. I'll hear you guys at 5 p.m. Archer Circle is today. If you don't know about dismantling altars, all you got to do is dial this same number, but do it on Zoom. Tonight at 7 p.m. where Gloria Hicks, I'm sorry, Gloria Gorganius is your instructor. Um, and and for real, if, if you don't know about dismantling altars, the things that you've erected, over the will of God, the things that you put in place to keep yourself safe, to build what life you thought you had, I would encourage you. I would implore you. I would suggest that you show up here tonight at 7 p.m. Um, with the Archer Circle class, okay? All right, guys, have a wonderful day, and I will hear you at 5 p.m. So long. God bless everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone. Blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. <laughs>